Welcome to our Pini. This is Saratova Beth being home. This week we are talking about the concept of arriving home with all of the ramifications because of Parshiski Savas, when you come to the land. So obviously when we're talking about being home, we don't just mean to your house, to your neighborhood, but we mean to the sense of home that Mashiach will bring to us. That's probably the big biggest difference. We can say this as women. The biggest difference between Gullus and Geula. In Gullus, we never really feel, uh, we have moments where we, we feel at home and lots of moments when we don't feel at home. And I think that the feminine instinct is much more sensitive to that sense of home or not. I mean, I know that every time I would go to a bungalow in the bungalow colony and I would bring my little schmatzes and my little curtains because it has to feel like a home. It has to feel like a home. And uh, there's a woman who was on my block who there was an incident with her her home once, an unfortunate incident, and they had to, they needed to do some construction. And so she, they had to move out for several months. And she bought all these chashes for her new apartments and all these little things. And her, her husband said, this is ridiculous. We're only staying here for a few months. Why do you have to spend money? I mean, well, money wasn't the issue for it. Why do you have to spend money on all these tchotchkes? This is a temporary dwelling. But for a woman, or let's say for the feminine energy in any person, there's no such thing as a temporary dwelling. Everything has to feel like home. Wherever you are, you have to feel like you're home. Because women are homemakers. We're the Akaras of bias. We are the Iker, the mainstay, the most fundamental part of the home. And which is, which, as the Rebbe explains in the Sikh of <coughs> the question, why did Hashem choose women to make the dear B'tachtanim, the home for Hashem, the ultimate home for Hashem in this physical world? In Mashiach's time, Hashem will feel like he's at home in this physical world. So, so that is being ushered in through the women. Why? Because the male, the male energy is to make something very basic. You know, you get a table, some chairs, this and that, functional, functional. But for the female energy, it also has to be cozy. Right? Functional or cozy. Women, or the feminine energy, we have to have things cozy. We have to be cozy wherever we are. So, let's say, um, a male and a female could be going to eat pizza somewhere, say a, a husband and wife, be going to eat pizza somewhere, and she'll say, no, 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 I don't want to eat here. And say, what is the problem over here? She said, I don't know, I don't like the ambiance. So men don't need the ambiance so much. You know, they're hungry. It's a good price. It's a decent hecture. They eat the pizza. They don't care about the ambiance of the place. But for a woman... To digest the food properly, it has to be ambiance. She has to feel at home. So we have been given the official role as the homemakers for Hashem in his home that he's trying to establish here in this physical world through the way we do mitzvahs and the way we approach Because We're making him a cozy home. So when it comes to the... This week, Parshish Kisava, it's all about 
feeling at home, cozy, warm, yummy, settled in, snuggled up by the fireplace, that kind of, you know, in your favorite socks with the warm, the warm blanket, that cozy, snuggled up, you know, drinking hot chocolate. That's the energy that is uniquely feminine. And this is the week for it. And as we said, this is the week leading up to Chai Elul. Even though the Baal Shem Tov and the Alter Rebbe were men, right? But they introduced into the world an extremely feminine energy. You know, giving us the sense of the ambiance of Torah. The masculine way is you learn Gomorrah, you learn the halacha, they tell you what to do, when you do it, and that's it. You know, what's the halacha? Just tell me what to do and I'm going to do it. Or, but the ambiance of Torah, the homey, yummy part of feeling like Torah is my home, snuggle up by the fireplace with my hot chocolate, feeling about Torah. That's provided, that comes through what the Baal Shem Tov and then the Alter Rebbe brought into the world, the deeper aspect of Torah, the more feminine aspect of Torah. So Chai Elul is a very feminine day, even though it's the birthday of two great men. They're great men because they have a lot of feminine energy. <laughs> so <laughs> the greatness of the Baal Shem Tov and the Alter Rebbe is, is many hours to discuss. But we'll say as women, one of the, one of the aspects of the greatness of the Alter and the Baal Shem Tov is introducing that feminine energy, bringing out that feminine energy of, from Tyra into the world, unlocking it, making it available, even to men. Even to men. Uh, I am going to tell a joke. <laughs> that, um, uh, my husband was learning with somebody on the phone this morning. <laughs> you have a good sense of humor. And, um, and you know, it's already older guys. It's interesting to hear older Balich, Balchula men learning. <laughs> and the other fellow said, you know, we really have to get the world thinking about Mashiach. You know, coronavirus and all that. You know, corona, you know, it means coronation. You know, you, did you know that? <laughs> My husband said, no. <laughs> he said, I thought it was the name of a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Etc. I thought it was the name of beer, and the other felt, yeah, but it's about coronation. You know, I mean, every it was kind of everybody sort of knows this. We've heard it from Mamma but he sort of said, oh, really? Wow, coronation? I thought it was about beer. <laughs> and the other fellow said, yeah, but it's about coronation. My husband said, okay, everybody has their their frequency. <laughs> so, um, that's when men learn, you know. Kind of a finish, like, whoa, coronation. So for us, that's, that's pretty, you know, pretty basic. So let's look a little bit at Parshinsky Slava after this long, uh, <coughs> excuse me, introduction. <coughs> excuse me. Because here, this is the Sikh of Chaf Aleph Elo of Tafshin Nun Aleph 1991. Because there's a command in our Sikha, uh, sorry, in our Parsha of, of Isavai, about the mitzvah bikurim. The person has to say vidui and bring meiser and they bring bikurim. If they had, when a person comes to Eretz Israel, to the land of Israel, when we will all, when we came the first time from the desert, 
and when we will come again. And um, we came to Eretz Yisrael, and Hishlin Meish Levayrus Atarev Lechadish Kol Mitzvah Asher Tivo Yisrael Hashem, and Meish Rabbeinu um, completed the Torah and he explained the whole Torah before we came to Eretz Yisrael, and he was Mechadish. He brought out all the mitzvahs that Hashem commanded, and as it says, it was the eleventh day of the first month on the other side of the Jordan River, in the land of Moab. We were told all of this. We were prepared. We're going to go into the land. And everything, you're going to be home. We've been wandering for 40 years. We've really been wandering for 2,488 years. Until that, this point in the Chumash, we were really wandering. I mean, we were certainly not at home when we were, when we were in the land of Egypt. That's not called being at home. And, and wandering in the desert is not called being home. And being surrounded by enemies is not this feeling of warm, cozy home. That's not the fireplace with the hot chocolate feeling. So we really never had a sense of home for 2,488 years from the beginning of, from the creation of the world until, until this moment where we reached the land of Israel. And then all of a sudden we're, you know, we've been promised for 40 years. We are going to finally be home. This is our homeland. We will be home. What will we do when we come home, cross the Jordan River and come home? Before we did, because Maishur Benu did not go home with us physically, he turned to us and he spoke about the whole Tyro. You can imagine what it was like. He was sending us off across the river to home, and he was not going to be going with us. Let's just picture that scenario. It's, it's sad. It's sad, but he's telling us he remains with us, longing to go home. Maishavenu clearly has that extremely feminine energy. He never was allowed to go home, and so he remains eternally with us in our in longing to go home. So whenever we feel that we're longing to be home, and being in our house is not necessarily home, and being in our apartment is not necessarily home. When we're talking about home, we really mean something that we haven't really gotten there yet, other than that first entry to Eretz Yisrael. So when we have that longing of just, I feel like I don't belong in life, I feel like I don't belong in this society, as if anybody does. You know, who belongs in it? Who belongs? Nobody belongs anywhere anymore. Even the big shots who run the society, they're overeating and overdrinking and et cetera for a reason. Because they also don't feel home. There's really nobody who feels home. Probably Meisher Bain is the only one who really feels home because he's in that very deep, cozy relationship with Hashem. So... But we can say that when we're longing for that sense of being in a home, Maishu Bain is with us. He's never given up that longing. So going back to the scenario in the year 2488, we're standing on the other side of the, the, the Jordan River, and he turns to us, and he tells us about the whole Tyra and all the mitzvahs, and he tells us about the bris between us and Hashem. And he says like this, 
בצדך ועשה את החוקים האלה ואת המשפטים, ושמרת ועשית אותם בכל לבב ובכל נפשך. Hashem is commanding you all of these chukim and the mishpatim. Keep them with your whole heart and your whole nefesh. And then he says, keep all the mitzvahs that I'm telling you today. And the day that you go across the Jordan River to the land, what should you do? Take stones, very large stones, from the Jordan River and write on them all these words of Tyra. And Shema Yisrael, Hayom today you become a nation for to Hashem. All of this is happening as we're standing ready to go home. Before we go home, there's a brick made between us and Hashem. Because a place, our homeland can give us a sense of home. But while we're really fully stepping into our homeland, which will only be fully in Yemais Mashiach, our homeland becomes a home relationship, as we said yesterday, with Hashem. Shema Yisrael, you now become my nation. We become each other's home. And what you have to do, listen to Hashem's voice, and do what He tells you. Develop that relationship. And then the Parsha says, speaks about Divrei Bris, the words of the Bris that Hashem commanded Maisha. Um, Hashem is, is, being, is telling us we have to make a Bris as we're with Him, a covenant, an agreement with Him as we're going to Eretz Yisrael. Well, we already made a covenant with Him at Harsinai when we received the Torah. <coughs> What's the point of another covenant? But then when you think about it, before you go home, set the rules. Before we step into this home, let's set the rules. And that it's one thing that we establish each other and the Tyra as our home when we receive the Tyra at Harsinai. It's another thing, an entirely different thing to take all of that and bring it into a physical life where you're going to be shopping and cooking and planting and sewing and making money and, you know, buying and selling and all of these other things. It's a whole other thing. It requires a whole different set of circumstances, a whole different kind of energy. And to do it right, we need an agreement, how we're going to do it, and we need, we, we need to give and we need to take. What do we need to take when we're going home? We need to take the energy that enables us to do what we did in the desert fully while we're in a very physical physical world. It's not a simple thing. So we need Hashem to give us, infuse us with the ability to do it. And we also need to commit ourselves to saying, we're on board. This is what we want to do. It needs to be a two a two way thing. So since the command for all of Kyra and Mithras comes right there and then, we're told about the Quran. We're standing right there. We're making this agreement. 
And we're told about Bikurim. And, and we're told about all of Perinitsis. That's our commitment. So the question is, why are we told about Bikurim? Because everything in Torah is exact. And of course, as Rashi says, when he says, these words that today Hashem is commanding you and keep these mitzvahs, He's giving you, you're going home. He's going to give you what you need to do it right at home. To make your home home. And He's going to ask you then to reciprocate by giving Him a home. When He's saying, when Hashem is saying this to us on the other side of the Jordan River, this is a bracha that comes because of us doing the mitzvah Bikurim that's spoken about before that. And not only that, the bris, the covenant, this agreement that we have about Torah Mitzvah, we'll do it. Hashem will give us the ability, we'll do it. We're going to have this, this thing together. It's in the same Parsha with Bikurim. And the beginning of the Parsha is the beginning um it, 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 all, it all is connected with each other. So really, um, when we're talking about, here again, we're talking about coming into Eretz Israel, coming home. This isn't only, this isn't only a historical uh, accounting that we're talking about. Once upon a time we came into the land of Israel, we were on the other side of the Jordan River. This is about every single moment, and especially for women. Every single moment we are leaving, we're, we're crossing the Jordan River. That's the way we live our lives. We're always trying to feel, the real feminine energy is, we're always trying to feel warm and cozy. You know, sometimes my husband will say, like, what's this thing with it? You know, you know we were looking at certain places and houses over here, and he's, you know, I see, I see what he has in mind. His standard of, you know, he'll pick places like, ugh, that's so not cozy. I won't even walk over there. And for him, it's about waiting. It's all the very standard details of, you know, right price, right this, right that, right this, you know, all of that. You, so the, the masculine energy is much more, it's not about cozy, warm, yummy, safe. That's not the masculine energy. It's not about, about experiencing that you're in a warm, cozy nest. But the feminine energy is. So every single moment, and Eretz Yisrael is the energy of warm, cozy nest. We're finally home. This is where we belong. This is where we belong. I'm going to give a silly example. This place where I'm sitting um, and learning, there's a window here. And in the distance, I see um, this kind of gray, gray thing. And all summer, I've been looking at it, and I've decided it must be a lake. Now, I don't really want to find out that it's actually the roof of a big structure that's gray. It's very likely. So a masculine energy would be, oh, what is wrong with you? That's somebody's roof. Like, where did you make it into a lake? But I decided if I want to feel peaceful, oh, I'm looking out of the lake. It's just a little lake in the middle of somewhere. I actually don't want to go over and find out because I'll be disappointed. I actually know a woman who lives in a certain city. and. Um, for the first few years, you know, she was pretty busy with her family, so she didn't get out of the house much. And she would hear a lot of, like, um, 
in the background all the time. And she thought it was, she thought she was near the ocean. Because she would hear that sound, she thought she was near the ocean. And, and, and it was very comforting, very hectic life. And it was very comforting to kind of sit near her front door and hear the ocean. And I think one day she asked somebody <laughs> how far it is to the ocean. And they said, uh, this is Montreal. There's no ocean. <laughs> and, and they said, well, what is that? They said, it's the Carrie Expressway. You hear the sound of the cars. So she said she, she decided in her mind whenever she needed to relax, she would say to herself, that's the ocean. It's the ocean because it has an effect. So that's a feminine thing, right? A, a woman and, and children also will kind of create those realities, which now that's what the whole world is trying to do, emanate, emulate that. Create that, those realities, even as practically speaking, they're not really true according to the circumstances of the world. We, we look to create these cozy realities. Coming to Eretz Yisrael means you feel cozy. You feel like you're at home. You're finally at home. You finally, this is it, you feel all the, all the implications of home. I guess that's for another time. This is that Kisava. This Parsha is all about that warm, cozy sense of, I'm finally home. I've wandered all my life. And I finally come home. Which, of course, that's the light of this generation. Making home in every single place where we are, even on the street corner. And even more than that, and being the kind of person that makes everybody else feel the hominess of the space that we're sharing with them at that moment. Called Dear Betachtani. That means if two people meet at a street corner, our job is to make that other person and ourselves suddenly feel like, wow, we're at home. Just standing in the middle of the street. I don't know, but I feel more at home in this little two-foot square that I'm standing in while I'm talking to you than I have felt in years in my own home and my own city and all of that. How is that possible? Because that's our job. And that's our unique job as women, as homemakers, to make every square inch of sidewalk that we're standing on when we're in an encounter with someone into a feeling of home, of being an Eretz Yisrael, Master Eretz Yisrael. So somehow in this Parsha, Kisava, this is about coming home, stepping into that energy of I'm home, I'm home, I'm home. And everybody else feels it too. I don't know, I felt so at home. My husband, when he was a, when he was a, in fifth or seventh grade or something like that, he had to write a poem. I don't know, embarrassing. Had to put, write a poem, and so he, he wrote it. You know, everybody he wrote it and handed it into the teacher, and she had to read it to the class. It was poetry, not me. I don't feel at home while I'm writing a poem. <laughs> There are a few more lines to it, right? So, very classical. The boys' kind of uh, home poetry. So, this idea of home, we have to understand. What, the question that comes up is the connection between the mitzvah of Bikurim 
and home. You know, you come home to Eretz Yisrael, the first thing you're going to do is do the mitzvah of Bikurim. And another thing, take on yourself Torah mitzvahs, all of them. As soon as you come home to the land and finally home, what do you do? Commit yourself to Torah mitzvahs because that's our spiritual home. We need to sync up every aspect of home. We're in the physical place of home. We finally came to our land. So then sync it up with all the homey energy in yourself, which is Torah That's the only place where we ever really feel at home. Even if externally we don't always agree with that, but internally it's the only thing that will make us feel grounded and home. And the mitzvah bikurim, here's the question. When you finally come home, that's the first thing you're going to do. So what are you going to do? So you've been wandering all your life. You're 52 years old. You, you feel like you've been wandering all your life. And you finally feel like you have purchased a home or moved into a home. You have a home. I finally feel like I'm at home for the first time. I had different apartments all my life, different homes in this and that. I never felt at home. And now I'm, let's say, 52 years old. <coughs> it's the first time in my life I live in, I don't know, Oshkosh, you know, Oregon or something. And it's the first time in my life where I live in Yerushalayim. First time in my life that I feel like I finally am home. Good. It's amazing. What are you going to do a minute from now, now that you finally feel, I'm home. What are you going to do? Well, you take the best of all the stuff that's in that home and you give it back to Hashem. You put it all in a basket. You came home to the land of Israel. What do you do as soon as you realize, oh my goodness, we're home. I mean home. You take all the first fruits and you collect them in a basket and you bring them to the base of Mavish. Why? That's the first thing I'm going to do when I finally feel like I'm home. Why is that the first thing? And the truth is, it seems like Bikurim is one, it's a specific, it's a very specific mitzvah. You know, there are a lot of mitzvahs in the Torah. And it has all these conditions. You have to do it only in Eretz Yisrael, and only at the time of the base of Mavish, and only the seven fruits of the land of Israel that, that the, these seven special fruits of the land of Israel. And Dafka, and you have to be someone who owns land in, 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 in Eretz Israel. And it has to be the best land. And you don't read and you don't do Bikurim except in the time of Simcha, um, at, during, um, Atheris, uh, the Chag, I guess during, during Sukkot. So it has to be, in a place of joy, at a, place, a time of joy, in a mood of joy, you have to have land in Eretz Israel, all these different conditions. This is very detailed. This doesn't sound like the general idea of, ah, oh, I feel like I'm at home. It's so detailed, you know. <laughs> by, the time, by the time you've fulfilled all these conditions, you know, you're still feeling home or you're feeling stressed out. But it, it, this very detailed mitzvah denotes that whole thirst and longing and fulfillment of the longing of every person and especially every Jew 
to be home. So, as the word kisavai, you, you know, I arrive, I'm home, I'm here. It's in the name. And so the question we're going to ask today, and probably we'll answer it tomorrow, is, um, it's saying, today Hashem commands you in the mitzvah. That means all the mitzvahs. All the mitzvahs that we have to do in all places, at all times, and Rashi says it means every single moment feel like they're brand new. So the question we want to answer is, the name of the parsha Tava, you arrived, you came home. You came home. We know that the name of a parsha tells you what the whole thing is about. So Tava means arriving. A Jew arrives in Eretz Yisrael. He arrives at his destination, your home. You have arrived at your destination. You no longer have to wander and look for what you want. It's here. Your home. Can you imagine that feeling? Um, almost no one ever has that feeling. Well, that's the reason that the food industry and other industries can make so many, so much money. Billions, billions, and billions of dollars industry because we hardly ever feel at home, so we overeat, overdrink, overindulge, over this, over that, et cetera, et cetera. I'm talking about the old 1960s, 1950s vices. I'm not even actually very well uh, versed in the vices that people use instead of feeling at home in in this century. So, but there are lots, and they're not great. So everybody wants to feel home. Tava, I get, I, I made it. I'm here. I'm here. But it seems like. <coughs> In the Torah, getting there to Israel is just, you know, you got to get there to do the mitzvah. Like, the main thing is bringing the Quran, and you got to get there. So you got to get home to do the mitzvah. So, um, and it's interesting that the whole Parsha is taught, it, it, it's starting with the but the name means arriving home. What do you do when you arrive home? You take the best of what you have, and you reach out. You give it. You bring it back to its source. And and really, there's a brisk, there's a covenant that's in this about all of Tarimitsus, starting with the name Tava. It, the word Tava means, it's very interesting. Tava means you got there. And then, okay, fine, you got there. Now what do I do? Now you bring Bikurim. So which one is the real thing? <coughs> <clears throat> so again, and I guess I'll do a little drop from here. Um, I guess our question is maybe I'll, maybe I'll stop over here. Our question is, what are we looking for? We want to feel at home. What's the first thing you do when you finally come home? You don't actually you reach inward and then immediately reach outward. You pull in your hand, you know, to your heart so to speak. And 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 you you look around at everything you've come home and you're perusing the landscape and realizing how amazing it is and the sense of I am home, I am grounded. And then you immediately pull in all of that yummy stuff that denotes your home 
it's almost like I'm being poetic, but you pull it into your heart. And then you take the best of all the stuff in your home, the first fruits, and you send it out. Do you send it out? Or rather, you bring it to the base of Mizrash. Why are you going to bring it to the base of Mizrash? You're bringing it home. The way we as Jews express ourselves when we come home is we give. We give back. You know how, you know how it's really annoying, you know, when, when you're, Bar Hashem is beautiful. You know, you go to Israel and, um, you can't be on a diet. That's for sure. Boy, I remember being in places, you know, you would go to visit people and first thing they ask you, which I always say, I, as a Canadian, I never experienced this kind of thing of the minute you step into somebody's house, they were already asking if you want a cold drink or a hot drink. It's always, you know, Karachan, you know, which kind of drink do you want, cold or hot? I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't know. I wasn't thinking about drinking. That's the first thing. It was, for me, it was a big shock. I, I did not notice that Canadians are busy worrying if you have a hot drink or a cold drink. They might say, oh, come in, have a seat. But this thing that you have to have a drink, you have to eat and drink. It was, I was around in Canada, you know, as a child and as a youth and all that for, you know, I think, how many years before I stepped into the land of Israel? I don't remember. 19, 21 years, 23 years, 23 years. I never heard of this thing of, like, sit down, you have to drink. I'm not thirsty. No, no, you have to drink. Okay, so you have to eat. I'm not hungry. It's almost like this feeling of, we're home. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I Welcome to my home. Okay, thanks. Yeah, it's really nice here. Now eat and drink. Very, very uniquely Jewish. Very uniquely Jewish. You know, the others are like, have a seat. Make your, you know, or, and also make yourself at home. I'm at home. Good. Now you have to eat and drink. So it's like, if you've come into my home and we're now in a home situation together, it's almost like they're saying, what do we do? What's the association with the word home? If you're Jewish, eat and drink. Home, eat and drink. Right? Just, Eat and drink, give. Take your sense of home. Somebody came into your home. Now you want to really share the sense of home with them. So they need to be eating and drinking. And you're reaching out. It's very interesting. The minute we come to home, we reach into our hearts and we feel, ah, wow, I feel home. And then we immediately from our hearts reach out into the world and say, take. What would you like to, you know, do you want a hot drink or a cold drink? Do you want tea or do you want whatever it is, you know, limonada or something like that? How does it go? Art, uh, art, uh, bagel, 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 arctic limon, you know, in the, in the central bus station. I just remember they, they would go around all the time saying these things, you know, the, the vendors. Bagel, 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 arctic limon, bagel, 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 arctic limon. And you have to eat. When you're in the bus station, you have to eat. Yes. But you come to my home, I'm going to give you of the best of my home. And then when we come home to the land of Israel, to that sense of home, we then don't just sit in it. We reach deep within 
take the best of that home and bring it out, send it out to the real place, the real home, the base and Mizish. That's our first instinct. So we can say, and we'll do this more of this tomorrow, our very first instinct as, as Yidin is when you're home, you reach out and you bring everything to the real home. Think up my home. I'm here to sync up my home with the real home. Because as long as I haven't synced up my home with the base amidish, which is the true base bias, my bias with the true bias, I'm still going to be kind of a nomad. I'm still going to be kind of a wandering Jew. The only time I finally can let go of the wandering Jew status, which gets tiring, is when I sync up my home with the real home, the base amidish. Which is the amazing thing, and we'll end with this, the amazing thing about that is that I don't have to buy a piece of land, per se, and finally be home and then sync it up with the base in English. This is so connected to what the Rebbe says in Parsha's um, Pinchas, make Eretz Yisrael here. So, you know, you and I meet on the corner of Main Street and Route 52, or Route 42 and, and Broadway. So we meet on the corner of... Route 52 and Broadway in the parking lot of the pizza shop. What should we do? What do you mean? As soon as we meet, make a home right there. Right there. We, how do we do it? We, 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 we ground ourselves. We make a home through Torah, through saying a word of Torah. We give things to each other. We give. We give a word of Torah. We give encouragement. We give some, you know, we say, well, here, I brought you these cookies, or let's go inside and eat. There's something about bringing it all home. Jews are very, Jews are very into eating, right? Jews are very into eating. That's what I'm saying. Growing up in Canada, which is not a very Jewish country, that's for sure. Quite, quite the opposite. More than when I came to visit the United States, I said, wow, they seem so Jewish. It's much more, the United States is much more colorful and, um, Canada is much more not very Jewish. Let's let's let let's let's call it that. <coughs> so this idea, of, but Jews are very like you got to eat and drink now, even if you're not hungry, because what do you do at home? You eat and drink. We are here to make a home wherever we are. To reach out, somebody looks like he's not at home. Make him at home. Stuff his mouth. You know, give him a cookie. Whatever, but make him eat and make a bracha on this spot, right here, right now. And we share words of Tyra, and we create a home with each other. Kisava, so that really Kisava is such a pivotal parsha. It's the parsha that really denotes what the basic instinct of, of all of all of Judaism is, and the basic instinct of every Jew is: we want to be home. We want to feel at home wherever we are. And why? Because Hashem wants to have a home. He wants to feel at home wherever we are. And he gives us this instinct. He puts this bee in our bonnet. He puts this firecracker under us that I need to be home. I need to be home. I need to make a home. I need to buy a home. I need to have a home wherever I am. I need to feel at home in the pizza shop. I need to feel at home on the, on the street corner. That's the instinct. And how do we do it? We do a mitzvah. We're home. We're suddenly 
in the base of Migdash. We're not on the corner of Broadway and Route 42, suddenly in this little space of Eretz Yisrael. And when we reach out and we share that home of Eretz Yisrael with everyone who comes into contact with us, we create a powerful, powerful effect of peace of coming home. So we'll end there. We'll say, Yiratan, we should find ourselves in the true home before this high elo. The true base of musician will see on high elo how it all comes together, reaching out to the whole world, sharing the wealth, sharing the spiritual, emotional, physical, etc. wealth that we are inheritors of and bringing it out to the whole world so that the whole world will know and experience permanently. Hashem Achadish Mayachad, Hashem's ultimate home.